Hey everyone, welcome to this week's new episode. Uh, I can't I cannot thank you enough for taking the time to hang out on X Vlog Live. Normally, this is a one-on-one show, but today, folks, we have uh actually we're supposed to be three people on the panel. Mr. Badbit was gonna join us. Unfortunately, he's having some internet issues and i think that's 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 got to be like a, a, like a spread out thing because last night we had no internet uh thankfully we got primetime gaming in before we had a problem but uh the internet has not been so good the last because yesterday and everyone knows uh 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 youtube had a problem uh twitter had an issue instagram had an issue facebook had an issue i don't know what's going on uh but uh, thankfully everything is back to normal now um what you folks see on the screen is one of the first topics that we're going to talk about. Michael Pactor did a monster interview regarding the ABK deal. He had a lot of things to say that were on point with our views from last night's primetime gaming. Uh, I want to let you hear the first seven minutes of this conversation. Uh, if you want to go check it out yourself, uh, uh, the uh, at 8.23 uh, is where it gets really good, and he breaks down why this deal is going to happen. He's 98% sure that this deal is going to go through. And I believe that as well. I think that uh, they would not, uh, and I say they, the CMA would not have offered a path to uh, closing the deal like they did unless they wanted to actually close the deal. And I think Microsoft is going to do everything in their power uh, to um, come up with uh, a plan that is acceptable for the CMA Mm -hmm. and then everyone will follow suit. And of course, on the back end of the conversation, folks, we are going to be talking about Hogwarts Legacy. Uh, it is uh, a game that has not only broken WB Games sales records of all time by by, by four to one. Um, it is uh, in the top 10 in both uh, console and PC. Um, mm-hmm. For me and for Steel, and we'll get Scozy's opinion on it, uh, it is currently our game of the year. Um, it is, uh, it, it just steal. This is a game that just takes you. It, it's, it's a life stealer is what it is. <laughs> How you doing, brother? Welcome to the program. Hey, boom. Glad to be back, man, within the kingdom. And, uh, yeah, man, speaking of Harry Potter, it's one of those worlds that even if you're not a fan uh, of the, let's say IP itself, but if you have any interest in wizards, uh, witches and just mythical beings and things like that in a good world in a, uh, something that you could tell that there's from the very beginning, um, there's been just a lot of passion in. Um, I would definitely suggest this. But yes, ladies and gentlemen, it is I, Steel Rain, one of the hosts for Living Split Screen, a non console centric platform uh, that goes live every Saturday morning, 9 a.m. Central, 10 a.m. Eastern, and 3 p.m. UK time. And uh, I'm here to provide some support for the boom, man. Uh, and matter of fact, boom, also that new intro you got i meant to save something for you the last couple of times i've seen it it <laughs> sticks so much the fact Thank that you. you got the boomer same boom it was i only, know right like, i would sense. have never thought to sense. do that a shout out to sean labrie uh that dude is he's done work for dealer he's done work for rand he's done work for basically everyone and i i gotta tell you um I'm the I'm the creator of the show, obviously. Um, I paid for it, and I every time play it to this day, and I've played it I don't know how many times already since I since he made it for me for the show. Uh, I watch it as if I'm a fan. Like it, the work is just incredible, dude. 
No, absolutely. And I, so, but uh, again, got some fire topics to get into. Greatly appreciate you for having me here today. Boom. And uh, let's get to it, man. Yeah. You know, I'm always, I'm always glad to get uh, you on the show, Steel, simply because you are as honest as they come uh, and you sure. give your opinion and you're not, you're, and you're not afraid to tell it like it is. And that's, that's one of the reasons why you're, you're, you know, you, you, I highly respect work that not only do you do for your personal channel, but what you do for others. And then you being here is, is huge. So thank you so much for that and Scalzi TV, Mr. Bethesda himself, a monster RPG in the form of Hogwarts Legacy, uh, is breaking uh sale record numbers mm-hmm. despite the controversy leading into this. Um, I've seen, I'm gonna tell you this, Scalzi, uh, you like myself ha- have a, a very ugly, uh, a very distaste for bullying. We don't, we don't accept that kind of behavior. Um, you've talked about it not only on your show. Uh, but you've been, uh, you know, as content creators, sometimes we get in the crosshairs of people that just want to be D-bags. Um, and I saw some things happening in the social media world that made me very sad. Mm-hmm. Uh, Erica Cuts, if you don't know who she is, she's a phenomenal yes, member of this community. I love the work that she does. Uh, she had put out a tweet uh, to inform people that there was uh, a lynch mob situation going on with anyone that uh, streamed or even talked yes. about Hogwarts Legacy, and I got to be honest with you, I, 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 I've never seen anything quite like it. Um, someone made an algorithm, uh, a search engine, Skullzy, where you can type in the name of a content creator, both on YouTube and Twitch. And it will send you to where they talked about this game, giving people an ability to, again, lynch mob you, if you will. I've, I've never seen bullying like that. And what's scary is these people that did this are the ones always complaining about how the, uh, the Internet is nasty and it's, and it's treacherous and we, I don't like to get bullied. And yet you are invoking a lynch mob mentality for playing a game that many people, including myself and steel and, and even you Scolzi, really enjoy. Listen, if you don't agree with the author who created the world, I is opinion. I, I understand that. I, 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 that's perfectly fine, but avalanche studios has nothing to do the, the work that they've done for this game that she had literally no input. She's collecting royalty checks. Fine, but you cannot attack the studio and say that that is yeah. that that's your way of of boycotting the game. Yeah. No, that's unacceptable. Scolzi, thank you so much for joining us, dude. Oh, I appreciate. it. I'm glad to be back here. Yeah, I just I hate I hate the bullying, especially when it's done under the presumptuous banner of what's supposed to be good, right? They, yeah, yes. Yeah. You, you can never ever take stuff like that and put it in a good category because all you're doing is the same thing you're trying to fight against, right. but you're doing it on the opposite side of the fence. You know, one of my favorite sayings from my grandmother is you catch more flies with honey than vinegar. And that's just the thing. Educate people, boycott the game if that's what you choose to do. Uh, You know, stand by your own values and beliefs, but don't attack other people and assume that they're an enemy just because they're playing a game. You know, Harry Potter is is larger than a lot of other, you know, franchises out there that people might have picked on. It's it's, it's a big thing. It's, It's a big universe, tons of fans. And, you know, at the end of the day, what, no matter what you think of J.K. Rowling and everything they've said, the developers 
specifically have tried to distance themselves from any negative stuff J.K. Rowling would have said. They tried to make the game more inclusive uh, to the best. Yeah, of the very. Yeah, very. Yep. Very much. At the end of the day, it doesn't seem like anything is good enough. And now when the boycott isn't working, they're just turning to scorched earth. And yes. that's just not the way to go. I don't want to see that in any community. And I don't want that to happen because then the, the this the, uh, these the, the community the trans community who are already attacked endlessly for for just the most idiotic reasons are now going to get get attacked even more because of this. Yeah. So it's like this isn't the way to it's go about it at all, and it's it just hurts to see on all spectrums of this circumstance. Yeah. Um. I look. We're, we're going to get into it, but. Let, let, let's again this is just a show that runs around 70 or 80 minutes uh, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna get to two topics both are hot uh we already have 200 people here uh real quick uh i'll say it in the front and i'll say it on the back end uh mrs boomstick and i we are a few hundred away from 12k i don't know if we have anybody that's new visiting today uh hopefully if you are and you want to help us get to that 12k uh would be greatly appreciated Sub the channel, hit the like button on your way in or or your way out. Uh, but let's 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 play the footage that I want you to hear regarding the CMA's uh, findings that were posted uh, yesterday for everyone to see and hear. This uh, this comes the way of pre uh, a pre market prep on uh, YouTube, um, and basically this happened just the other day. And we're going to get into it right now. I'm going to put the play. And this is what Pactor had to say regarding his thoughts on the deal passing. I don't take a contrarian view. I take a correct view. And it's not my <laughs> fault that there are so many people who are out to lunch and don't understand how the law works. Um, all right. So keep in mind that this deal is more than a year old. It was announced on January 17th, 2022. And so here we are on February 8th. What took a year for the UK to say, wow, it would really upset us, Microsoft, if you buy Activision and pull uh, Call of Duty off of PlayStation. I mean, we knew that the first day. Mm. Um, and, and so to answer your question specifically, what's the political import? Here's what's really going on. You've got three regulatory bodies uh, that are still reviewing the deal. The EU Competition Commission, the mm. UK Competition and Markets Authority, and the U United States Federal Trade Commission. Each of them is charged under really similar legal structures with mm -hmm. protecting consumers from unfair competition. That's what it really comes down to. So the term of art in the UK is a substantial lessening of competition. Mm. Obviously, when you have a merger and you consolidate two big parties, mm -hmm. there's the potential that by consolidating the power, they'll raise price. Mm. And consumers will miss out or they'll lessen quality and consumers will lose. So that's what all three agencies are looking at. Um, fortunately for Microsoft, they have no intention of ceasing to support PlayStation. And they've said wow. it repeatedly. They've offered to extend their existing contract for 10 years. Really? They've offered to add Nintendo to the contract, and they're not a party right Nintendo. now. They've oh, offered man. to add Steam, which is a PC distribution service, that to the contract, mm -hmm. and they're not a party right now. So they're really bending over backwards trying to say, don't worry, we'll continue to maintain the status quo. Yeah, okay. um, and so what really happened is that 
the EU has been the most sane of the three agencies. Mm -hmm. And the EU has pretty consistently said, we think we can reach an accommodation. And what happened was that the FTC, led by, I believe she's 33-year-old Lena Khan. Lena Khan's been a lawyer for about half as long as I've been a video game analyst and a quarter of the time that I've been a lawyer. Mm. Um, But Lena Khan, who knows better than all of us, that led her to realize, oh my God, somebody's going to settle. We better settle first. So in December, she filed suit. Mm. Now, the market reacted negatively. Oh, if the FTC sues, Microsoft must be a loser. No, no, no. The lawsuit is a mechanism, a device to force Microsoft to the bargaining table. So the FTC thought in December, if we sue, Microsoft will come in here, agree with us, agree to a whole bunch of concessions, and then we can run a victory lap. Look at us. We made big tech back down. We extracted Mm. the concessions. We protected the consumer. Mm. So what happened? Five weeks later, the UK said, hold my beer. We're going to do the same thing. So they put out not only an intention to block the merger today, but a list of proposed remedies because the FTC hasn't done that yet. So the UK said, hold my beer. We got ahead of you. And I don't even know if Lena Khan's old enough to drink beer, but we got ahead of you. We now have remedies. So we're going to reach an agreement with Microsoft before you do. And so I expect that you're going to get the EU to step right in the next couple of weeks and say, wait a minute, we've got some remedies too. What's really going on here politically, to answer your question, is the three agencies all know they have a slam dunk loser in court. They're going to lose. And Microsoft is a big, deep-pocketed corporation that knows it has a slam dunk winner and is prepared to, to stick this out as long as it takes to beat these guys into submission. So rather than litigate, and by the way, the FTC just lost a high-profile case against Facebook where, once again, they were completely wrong, but it was a tiny deal. Um, They're not going to lose this big one. They're going to win by extracting concessions with Microsoft. So I expect that the FTC will be back in the next two weeks. Mm. The EU is going to accelerate to the next two weeks. Mm. And guess what the UK did today? They set a date for all the proposed remedies to come back to them February 22nd, two weeks from today. So let's talk in two weeks because Microsoft's going to reach an agreement with one or more of these guys. Mm -hmm. They're all jockeying for position. They're elbowing one another to be able to claim we're the ones that made big tech kowtow to us and claim victory. And gamers are going to get Activision content on Game Pass, which is what Microsoft wants. And Sony's not going to lose anything. They're going to continue to get Call of Duty on PlayStation. So I think this deal happens from a trading perspective. And I I can't give you the prices because I'm not in front of a uh, a Bloomberg monitor, but you are. Um, I think that investors should be right now selling puts on Activision relatively near term. I'd say summer just to be safe, you know, July, August. But sell puts at the money, 75, 73, wherever it's at right now. And I think those are in the pretty mid-single digit, high single digit dollar range. Mm-hmm. So you end up owning the stock at 68. Mm-hmm. And, and then I would use those proceeds to buy calls probably at about the same price. You can make a net neutral trade if you wow. wish to. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're wrong, then you know you own the stock at 65 if it goes down. 
And this is a company that my estimate for 2023, they earned 425 a share. And if the deal breaks, they have $14 in cash. So if you own it at 65, you're paying about 13 times this year's earnings. Mm. And that's too cheap. So worst case, you own it at 13 times earnings. Best case, you just pocket seven or eight bucks. You don't have to worry about anything. Setting up a trade as well. But but wait a second, Michael. Here, this did this deal uh, would broke on January 17th of 22, right? And here you have a big action taken by the CMA. We I, I come from a whole family of lawyers and my wife's family from lawyers. How is it possible? I, and, and I went I went to law school, so you didn't have to. So there you go. <laughs> uh how I mean, how is it possible? Or what 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 are you seeing in the tea leaves that think that Microsoft is going to come up with a pro- proposed remedy in only two there weeks. You have. Oh, the proposed remedy yeah. is we'll maintain the status quo on consoles. So all mm-hmm. games that, that Activision releases for the next umpteen years. And you can say as long as the PlayStation 5, which is the current console, is in production at scale, a million units globally sold per year, we will continue to make Call of Duty available on PlayStation 5. So that'll be maybe 10 years. It won't, they, they don't have to commit for PlayStation 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, because we don't even know if those things are coming out. But if they say we'll continue to support status quo, um, that addresses the bulk of the UK competition markets authority concerns. Mm-hmm. The second piece is that the UK said you have to make um, Activision games available on competitive streaming services under the same terms that you you allow them to be on Game Pass, that is the dumbest thing I've ever heard and a massively bad legal argument, and they lose. Um, The reason they lose, and Microsoft's going to basically say, pound, sand, we're not doing that. But the reason they lose is when Disney bought Fox and when Amazon bought MGM, both of which, without objection from the UK Competition and Markets Authority, each of those companies took the content that they acquired and put it exclusively on the streaming service. So Disney doesn't put Fox movies on Netflix anymore. Never, never will. And Amazon's not putting James Bond on Netflix ever. It's not going to happen. So that's what that's the status quo, completely perverted, because when you buy something, it's for your service. Um, the precedent is that's what everybody does. No one's ever asked Netflix to take its original movies and offer it to other streaming services. So bad, bad precedent, bad, bad loser for the CMA. They're going to lose this issue. But if they do what Disney did and said, we're still going to put Fox movies in movie theaters, and they do, right? Um, And we're still going to allow any service who wants to offer them on a pay-per-view basis, video on demand, the ability to do so under the same terms as everybody else then that is fair. So I think what Microsoft will say is, if somebody comes up with a cloud streaming service and wants to charge their user 60 bucks to play Call of Duty, we'll sell it to them. Of course they can do that. That's that's status quo. Um, so again, I think the UK is getting ahead of its skis by saying cloud streaming could be a big thing someday, and we want Microsoft to offer it to everybody else. Sony has a, a cloud streaming service with 45 million users. That's almost double Microsoft's 25 million users. And Sony doesn't put its own content on there day and date. 
but suddenly the CMA is saying that Microsoft should offer Activision content to Sony day and date, not happening, never happened. Sony has a deal with Netflix for Sony pictures, for Sony movies. Uncharted is on Netflix right now, not on Disney Plus, not on Amazon Prime Video. So where is this double standard that only Microsoft has to provide uh, you know, um, free access to everybody for content? No way. Slam dunk loser in court, that's the one sticking point. Um, I think the, the easy solution for Microsoft is to say, you know what, we'll set up a subsidiary in the UK, we'll hire a fully independent board of directors to yep. run it, Activision, Blizzard, UK PLC, fully independent directors, and we will drop all of our content that we produce at Microsoft into that, I'm sorry, Activision, into that subsidiary, and they can distribute it any way that yep. they see fit to maximize profit. And what's the UK going to say? Which means not on Game Pass, still available PlayStation. The UK can't block that deal. And when they do that, then consumers in the UK are going to scream. How come everybody else gets to play Call of Duty on Game Pass and we don't? Yeah. So again, the UK uh, position is really poorly reasoned, is a loser in court. A judge will conclude it's a loser. And let me let me give you the basis for my conviction. I am so certain that I'm right on this, and I and the FTC is so certain that they're going to lose, and the UK is certain, and the EU, they're scrambling to settle. This is really like looking at, you know, why do d- district attorneys bring criminal cases and win 98% of their, their cases? Because they only bring the ones they're sure they're going to win. This is, this is the one that I am sure... Microsoft's going to win. I would not be making this issue, making this point. That's why I corrected your term conviction. I'm sorry, contrarian to confidence. I am I am 98 certain this deal happens. All right. All right. So um, as far as Sony goes, I'm stopping right there, folks. All right. So let me get let me get to the footage. Uh, Steel, let's go to you first, brother. Uh, Now again. Michael Pactor, you know, say what you want about him, whether sometimes he's right, sometimes he's wrong. Uh, we all get it right and wrong. But what mm-hmm. he said all made sense. Uh, Microsoft is going to do whatever they need to do to get this deal done. Um, and, uh, speci- you know, specifically in that region, uh, and I'm not sure if you guys heard or maybe it was a little further, the percentile of what uh, Call of Duty comes from that region is only one-sixth. Of all content, uh, of all monies that, that that again, that's it's a lot of money, but it's not money that Microsoft would be, uh, you know, uh, to it, the deal getting done versus hey, listen, we're just not going to put Call of Duty here. Mm-hmm. That's a possibility, but I think that the third party uh, that uh, that publishes the game uh, in that region and is allowed to do whatever they want with that game, you know, distribute it how you want to distribute it. We'll just collect the check after it sounds, sounds like, again, it's one of the things that they specifically, if you read the notes uh, from what the CMA had to say, they, they, they would accept a structural as well as other remedies. uh, And and if they, and, and if they came together and they combined these things, the structural will be letting someone else uh, publish the game. And and still allowing that to be, uh, you know, paid for. Now, again, if it, if it stays on, if it goes into Xbox Game Pass or it doesn't in that region, well, mm-hmm. then the UK is going to have to explain to their customers why the why? rest of the world is playing Call of Duty for $15 a month. And now we have to pay 70 or 85 pounds. 
So I, I still think the deal gets done. I think uh, everybody's everybody wants to be able to say to big tech, we made you bend the knee. Uh, but yeah, sure. we let, you know we we got our our pound of flesh, if you will. What are your thoughts on this, man? Um, for me, it seems like a lot of it hasn't necessarily changed. Um, at least on my opinion of the matter, right? Um, no matter a lot of the news that's kind of come out where people are kind of swaying back and forth now in conversation. Um, don't know what side of the fence they want to kind of stick it on. Um, I think a lot of what's going on currently is backing up my thoughts that. If it's if it's not at least in gaming currently, um, if it's not Sony leading the charge, then there's going to be an issue with what's going on. Now, um, it'll also be ignorant for me to leave that and not say, oh, well, Microsoft is one of the biggest tech companies. Well, is the biggest tech company here. Um, and they do have a lot of sway within government, a lot of other spaces to make things things or try to make some make things more monopolized i guess you could say um but again even if you want to just use that as history because that's oh that's what they're known for and let's be honest guys it's like we're going almost three decades back um where these situate that situation was an issue to where now they're being so much more forthright um microsoft has consistently tried to do things more towards the face of the consumer to look good to the consumer regardless of what's going on behind the scenes because no microsoft isn't perfect either um and that could be some of the other worries that the that these government bodies may have too it's like hey well you know we know what you guys are trying to do but oh, we're scared for the future. And I think this also just doubles down on, well, if you're scared for the future, I thought you could come back to this deal later. I thought that was a whole point why we've kind of been talking, talking about this partially is that, hey, well, if you're supposed to be looking out for the consumer and you're worried about what's going on right now, well, right now, there's only one other competitor that you're even trying to classify. And that competitor has much more than 70% of the market and has had that market for a long time. And if, and if that's the status quo, then is that truly competition? Um, again, it goes it goes hand in hand. It kind of doubles over itself a lot of the time. Um, it almost seems like we're talking in an, an infinite loop, right? It's just yeah, like like we're running in circles here. Because uh, to your point, yeah, yeah. To your point, Steel, is it very is it hard as, as for you or, or anyone else that wants to go and see? The market share for uh, for mm -mm. Sony in that region? No, it's it, it's it's easy as you can look it, it up. is Google. as easy as mm -hmm. a Google search, right? And what you said about seventy percent, they current by folks. Look, I, I get I get uppity about this, not because I'm getting anything from Microsoft. They barely know who the hell I am, but I I am I'm a I'm a right and wrong kind of a guy. What's right is right. What's wrong is wrong. There is no gray area. That that's it. It's, it mm -hmm. is what it is, and. By pure definition, Steel, anything 70% or more is considered a monopoly. That's a and fact, it's, folks. It's been that way for And it's been how, how long? For, there you go, for decades. But please continue, Steel. And that's so that's the main thing that always gets draw that pulls me back into the conversation because what I've always wanted as a gamer is therefore there to be more competition, right? I am excited for a game pass because 
PlayStation forced Xbox to do something different because traditional selling people games was not enough. Uh, it wasn't working for Xbox, who was still technically seen as the little brother of the gaming industry. Regardless of how big of a tech industry, again, that's why I try to keep the conversation more so on the gaming side of things, because when you involve other parts of business, it kind of it kind of stops dead in its track because PlayStation is involved in very different types of business outside of gaming and gaming is the is the number one thing that has kind of left them thriving and left left them in the eye of the consumer in the more so the mind of the consumer again we talk about mindshare um for all this time and again they are a hardware manufacturer and have been since they've come into the industry. So it only makes sense that they try to continuously fight things the way they have because Sony also, if you have guys who haven't watched the Power On documentary about Xbox, Sony was trying to make their way to the living room the same way that Microsoft was trying to put Office in the living room. And Sony succeeded. And it took it off since then. It's just... For me, I want there to be more even comp uh, competition, uh, and we just have not gotten that this entire time. And now that, oh, Microsoft wants to go spend some money because that's what it always goes back to. Hey, well, Microsoft is just spending money. Well, they have to. You can't beat the, the person, the company that's holding the monopoly right now if you're not willing to spend money. And they haven't spent the money until 2017, and now it's a problem. It's just, it, it definitely is turning into a could be possible uh, big bank, take little bank scenario. Um, if really it needs to be, I don't see them having to back out of the deal. Like some people are kind of fear mongering. Oh, they're going to, oh, the deal's done. They're going to close it up and there's no point to go forward. And I know people are tired of talking about this, but guys, like, let's be honest with each other. Look at the industry still currently. Even with Activision Blizzard, it has been proven that Microsoft would still be number three. What? Why is that a problem? And again, if you're going to tell me because of what the future has in stow, that's why they're making concessions. That's why they can go back to it in the future if it's a problem. That's why those governing bodies exist in the first place. And that's why it's always confusing yep. to me when I see people just fear monger the topic and make it seem like, oh, well, Xbox is trash and they should just uh, kick Activision Blizzard to the curve, ignoring the human element of the thousands of people that are also coming on. Because, again, I know we just talked about letting go 10,000 people. But let's talk about the 10,000 people that are coming in. Yeah. And who no, is absolutely. going to have jobs. Yeah. So, and, 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 and because of this, Steel, there's going to be something done for gaming that has never been done in the history. And that is allow for unionization. Yeah, never done. So and yeah, and, and, exactly. and and that's Microsoft allowing something to happen in the tech industry that has never happened. Uh, Scalzi, let's get your opinion on this. This was again Michael Pactor, like all of us. Sometimes he gets it right. Sometimes his opinions I don't agree with. But I gotta say, I did like this uh, interview. I like the way he painted the picture. Shout out to Web Dave. Uh, who dropped a comment in here moments ago. He says, um, uh, Mr. Boomstick, this is a great episode. That video helps explain what's going on yeah. with the deal, and we know it's going through yeah. hell yeah. Uh, and uh, I'll get to the Super Chats in a second, but Scolzi, uh hearing what how Michael Pachter uh, framed it, 
it did seem more digestible for folks that maybe not yeah. uh, are not in the business that we're in uh, that are that are reading the you know the, these contracts or, or or these objections and have been in part of this since uh, it was announced on the 17th of January of last year uh what what are your thoughts on it the deal actually going through based on what Michael Pactor just had to say yeah so steel rain brought up a lot of excellent points that i agree with uh, for the longest time you know, I believe this deal is going to go through because if you look at it for all the points that Steele brought up and a lot of the other talking points that have been brought up, it's it's not a step in the direction of non-equality for consumers. If anything, it's trying to make things more equal and more more stable so that Microsoft actually has a bigger piece of this of this gaming industry that they've been trying to, to pick at for a long time now. Sony, I mean, it's business, right? So exclusives are good for business, and that's mm-hmm. why Sony has been pushing for that. I understand. I'm not going to fault them for that. You know, I've I've been a Sony fan uh, for a while too. I actually owned a PlayStation before I owned the original Xbox. Uh, but at the end of the day, the way I see it is the the these government entities should be looking at things. They should be looking at the facts, right? They need to have their data sheet. They need to be measuring actual facts and data and making decisions based on this. But the one thing that just grinds my gears is somehow, again, ego has infiltrated this and is now one of the prime determining factors of this decision. And I just, it annoys me every time I see this, every time I hear about something like this, because now instead of them actually sitting down, coming up with the best decision for consumers, the best decision for these major companies and corporations, now it's a race to who can get Microsoft to bend the knee first, who can yes. win, which which government entity is going to take the trophy from this. And it's like, why is that even possible i feel like we need to have another government entity to to handle the ftc and the cma and to make sure they're actually doing their jobs as they are supposed to on paper and not so so they can get some kind of victory lap that's that's not how things are supposed to be when you start making decisions based on ego when you start trying to have a race it just clouds the water decisions that should have been made won't be made. And it's, it's just a mess. And on top of all this, now we have both vocal uh, minorities or majorities from both sides uh, from Sony and Mike and Microsoft who are now drawing swords on one another back and forth over this deal. A new, a new, uh, talk talking point will come up and one side will use it as a as a reason to start arguing and start being hostile again you know at the end of the day i just want everything to legally be how it should you know it might if microsoft is legally allowed to do this which by all information that we have now they should be able to then why is it a problem why is it an issue i just don't understand it and another thing i want to bring up is i'm sure that a lot of the people in the cma and stuff probably aren't as ingrained in in the knowledge the inner workings of the gaming industry well too bad too bad get it figure it out do some research take a month take a week sit down watch some videos read some books like the law states ignorance of the law is not an excuse so ignorance of how stuff works is not an excuse for you to make bad decisions take the time figure it out do the right thing and not the ego based let's be the first to make big daddy microsoft bend the knees so that way we can look good it's it's annoying <laughs> to watch because somehow, no matter what industry, no matter what debate, ego always somehow takes center stage. And 
I'm fully confident this deal is going to go through. Microsoft has been very, very vocal about how they're not trying to take Call of Duty completely away. As Michael Pachter says, they're trying to make concessions. They're trying to make things equal, but you, you barely hear about that. You know, a lot of people don't want to report on that. They'd rather report on how Microsoft is trying to make a monopoly, which, which just isn't true. And, you know, I hope... I, I say that I hope that things will get better, but ultimately, at the end of the day, what's probably going to happen is Microsoft is probably going to have to make some extra concessions that they didn't want to make originally because, mm -hmm. because of someone's ego in charge of one of these companies. But at the end of the day, the deal is going to go through, and it's good that it goes through because yeah. Activision Blizzard needs this. They've, they've been having so many issues with management. There's been a lot of... Uh, abuses going on in those workplaces so so for microsoft to, to pick this this corporation up and to try to fix it and to try to make it not only better for consumers but for the actual developers and employees at abk it's a win-win the, the only way it's not a win-win is if you are a diehard anti-microsoft person right and that's basically it and yeah i i michael pactor He's right about this stuff. He, he He's may have been wrong about some of his game analyst stuff in the past. He, he said that the Elder Scrolls 6 would come out before Starfield, even though Microsoft specifically said that's not how it would work. So <laughs> when it comes to his game analyst stuff, eh. But but this he's definitely 100% right about. And he right. did a good job trying to explain it uh, for the general gaming consumer. Yeah. No, I I agree. And and real quick, I, I, uh, I just put the YouTube channel uh, itself. Uh, he's sitting at one point four two uh one thousand four hundred and twenty subs. If you want to follow this dude, and I, and I and I'm following him now on on uh, on YouTube, his link is there. Um, uh, the name of the channel uh, is let me just get that for you right here is uh, Prep Market, uh, a pre, a pre, a pre market prep is what it's called. Uh, so uh, again, this interview. From start to finish, as long as well as the YouTube channel, are going to be in the show notes. If you if you want to subscribe, by all means subscribe. Uh, and if you want to watch the interview yourself at your earliest, you know, at your convenience from start to finish, you'll be able to find it right there. Uh, real quick, folks, uh, I'm all into you know. Listen, I, I don't shy away from the fact that I'm um, retired New York City police officer. Uh, it's a job I wanted to do ever since I was playing with my GI Joes. Honestly, uh, it, it, really, that's where my love of law enforcement came from this GI Joe, right? A real American hero. Uh, and uh, for me and, and, and with any police officer, if you're going to arrest someone, you must have evidence. Mm -hmm. So that's why when I do these shows, I always over prepare because I have gotten it wrong and I will come out and admit, say, Hey, listen, I got it wrong. I'm not embarrassed to be wrong. If you're wrong, there are two things. You just made a mistake and that happens or you didn't prepare. And for me, sometimes it's just I made a mistake on the, what I said because I overprepare for these shows. And I bring all of that up to simply say, let's talk numbers, right? Like you can't, you can, you can argue your opinion on one entity versus the other and which one you like more, right? That's opinions are great. I love opinions. I love different opinions. Mm -hmm. if we if I have three three people on this show and everyone has a different opinion. I love that show even more because everyone is talking how they want to say what they want to say. Let's just look back at what Sony did versus what Xbox did in 2022. And if this does not put the nail in the final the, the final nail in the coffin for uh, you believing that Sony is in fact 
the world market leader. PlayStation is the world market leader. Take a look at these numbers. Now, I pulled this, and I'm gonna I want to get his name correctly because you know I got to give credit where credit is due. His name is Derek Strickland on Twitter. It's Deke Tweak. Uh, at Deke Tweak, if you want to follow him, uh, he obviously is. Uh, uh, he, he works over at Tweakstown. Uh, he's part of their PR department. This is what he put out there the other day on Twitter, just for reference of what we're talking about. Uh, the numbers, folks, the monies. PlayStation in 2022 made $24.410 billion. Almost $25 billion for PlayStation in 2022. Xbox made almost $16 billion, $15 billion, 563 to be exact. Now, I'm no mathematician, folks, okay? But that's nearly $8 billion more than Xbox. If that does not scream market leader or worldwide market leader, then I don't know what else does. I don't know. I, I, I can tell you that Nintendo made more money than Xbox. Where did they put Xbox, folks? Third place. Does this deal hurt competition? No, it does not. Does, uh, is, is Sony going to lose access to Call of Duty? Are they going to lose parity? Is there going to be a worse version like they have done to Xbox? No. So I think that this deal does get done. Um, and if you want uh, some additional thoughts and theories, go check out last night's Primetime Gaming. Uh, we had Luke Steele, who uh, has worked with and against the CMA on for the entire show. Um, and we had the whole show was dedicated to what was announced, and everyone had some really great and big opinions, big, big thoughts. So if you missed that last night, go to my YouTube channel, Double Barrel Gaming, and check that out. But guys, we got to get into the second half of the show, and we're talking Hogwarts because, well, why the H not? Um, <laughs> now, Hogwarts Legacy is a game that was made by Avalanche Studios, it was published by WB Games. WB Games obviously license, licensing uh, licenses out the Hogwarts or Harry Potter IP. Uh, but leading up to this, guys, uh, there was some monster controversy with the author, uh, J.K. Rowlands. Uh, and uh, I pulled a story um, from um, Axios Gaming. Oh, pardon, my, my, my thing went uh, very high for a second. Hold on. Axios Gaming, um, and uh, they, they, they shrunk down what the uh, controversy was about. And uh, according to the story, which I have in front of me, um, the issues at hand here are, are due to some statements regarding uh, uh, transgender, the transgender community that sent the internet ablaze. Okay, and again, I'm going to read verbatim from the story so I don't get it wrong. The Harry Potter author has been accused of transphobia. Um, she denies it. Uh, since 2018, she uh, uh, since 2018, this is when this whole thing started. Apparently, according to the article, she liked a tweet that said that trans women are men in dresses. And this comes the way of per Politico. 
Com. She said it was for research purposes. Among her other many comments on gender since then, she has mocked the idea that the phrase people who menstruate uh, could refer to anything other than women. Now, whether you agree or you disagree, I, I that's fine. Um, but we are here to talk about video games. So I only bring that up for context, not because we're going to talk about it. Let's talk about the game because uh, someone dropped something in the chat here before. Uh, uh, I don't remember who it was because the chat is going so fast about the numbers on Twitch uh, that was being streamed. Uh, I don't remember who it is. Do me a favor. Whoever it was, please repost that. Uh, in the chat, and I will read, I'll give you a shout out, obviously, but I want to read those numbers because, quite frankly, the numbers, uh, Steel, are unbelievable. Um, and uh, look, I have to say from the offset here, it has been confirmed that Avalanche Studios had zero input from the author, J.K. Rowland's regarding Hogwarts Legacy. Yes, it is a part of the Wizarding World. Yes, it is a part of the franchise that she created. But I'm going to say this. To suggest that anyone playing this game and enjoying it, anyone streaming this, should somehow be attacked because they're enjoying a video game you need to go sit down on the couch. I'm going to tell you that right now. Straight up, go talk to somebody because you are wasting brain cells. Uh, I, I'm going to tell you that right now. I, 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 the minute I heard this bullying thing started happening, it made me sick to my stomach. Go outside, touch grass, go, you know, recycle, help the planet, you know, live a couple more centuries, do something constructive. Attacking people for playing a video game is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard, especially when it has been confirmed by the studio, it's been been confirmed by WB Games, the publisher, that she has literally nothing to do with what they created. Stop it. So with that said, that out of the way, we got to get into the game. I, I, and, I, and, I, and I'm gushing. I am I am gushing over this game because... Like I was talking to the guys in the green room. For me, personally, mm-hmm. the vibe that I am feeling as a gamer is exactly how I felt with Elden Ring in 2022. I'm playing a game, and when I'm not playing the game, I'm thinking about the game. Um, and that's how you know the game has you has its hooks in me, at least for me personally. Even more so that I was up to 2.30 in the morning the other day playing i just i i started it before 12 and i looked at the clock and i was like holy shit where did almost three hours go like what what are you i don't even and it's a crazy thing i didn't want to shut it off i literally had to force myself to shut it off and when i went into the room i got this thing guy from mrs boom she's like you said you said you're going to be a half an hour i knew you were not gonna be half an hour (laughs) so she was right uh steel this game does so many things right. And, and I'm sorry, folks, that you're seeing uh, Marvel versus Capcom footage because I was so in, in tune to the game. I literally forgot to hit the record button to record footage. I do that all the time. And I just want to punch myself in the face 
So I will have some footage. I'll be recording tonight. Steel. Let's yeah. let's talk. Let's talk Hogwarts. Uh, this is this this game <sighs> is a conundrum because by all rights, mm-hmm. it should not be this good. It had every it every chance to be a poor rendition of the Wizarding World, and somehow or another, they have invoked, and I say they, Avalanche Studios, everything that we love about video games. Mm -hmm. Graphics, story, character design, world design, uh, fighting mechanics. It, It is a love letter to... If you are a fan, if you grew up on the books, if you grew up on the films, this game is an absolute love letter to everything that made those things something that you treasure as a fan. Let's talk about it, brother. Yeah, man. So Hogwarts Legacy. I have about um, probably about 20 hours in. Me too. Um, I'm also playing on the hardest difficulty. Um, and I say these things. Um, and I also mentioned that I am I'm not a eccentric fan. Um, I'm not an obsessed fan, um, mm-hmm. but I am a fan to the aspect of. I've read every single book of Harry Potter from release. Um, okay. It was part of my childhood. I see. Uh, the biggest way that I can display it for people is how people feel about Star Wars, Star mm-hmm. Trek, those types of things that came out during those generations. That's what Harry Potter was for me. Um, now, I don't like every movie, and I think it falls off after about the third movie and um, whatnot. And, but I loved every single book, and I loved, and I loved everything about the world that presented. Um, and again, this is another great example of a game coming out and it completely just being a game completely enveloping you in the world from the very beginning to give you an understanding of what you're a part of um they did really well with separating themselves out saying hey we're about 100 years removed so as much as much as it may be somewhat familiar to me as someone who's visibly seen it through movies or um even use my imagination to put it together from what i've seen in the books when you see it in game it literally I cannot tell you how many times I spent walking around the castle like boom. I don't like the first five hours of the game. I was just walking through the castle, unlocking stuff, moving around, trying to figure things out, just getting completely lost in the depth of what the game is presenting to you. Um, The other thing, too, that is so unique, not necessarily unique, but again, just shows the level of passion and the effort that was put into it is the game is extremely accessible also. as far as like how the quest structure is, how how the game kind of guides you through certain avenues, it doesn't really shame you too much on on exploring. Now, if you're in the middle of a mission or something, you're supposed to be in a class or you can't go outside to go or do whatever else. But the way that it's set up, it's done so it's done so beautifully and done so well that it feels like, hey, if you need a hand, hey, just select a mission. There's a little guide for you. We'll take you right there. Look on the map. You're good to go. Hey, you walk out into this space. Oh, there's more missions. There's side quests and there's people to talk to the, at least on PC. Cause that's the other aspect that I want to speak on also. Um, well, I may, and you can let me know if you felt the same thing, boom, but 
constantly when I'm moving around the castle, especially during the daytime, and I make this distinction for a reason. During the daytime, it's extremely busy. There's things going on. People are over the place. Everybody's moving. And I, I know you can take it as a nitpick. Um, some people might nitpick, oh, well, you can't bump into everybody. And not everybody has uh, their personal conversation. No, it's a, you hear the same things over and over. You, you do with some aspects and you don't. Like, there's this perfect blend of... Hey, sometimes when you walk walk into an NPC, you want to be able to just go through them, right? And it doesn't need to take away from you trying to get up some stairs and understand we want everything to be uber realistic, but there's there's a certain magic to it that doesn't really detract. But you see, you sense this life during the day in the castle, and then when you are in the castle at night, or you just as the daytime changes and you see people kind of it gets really clear then you're like you feel like you're by yourself trying to figure out this labyrinth that you're in in the castle is dynamic on its own um it took me about 10 hours for me to even get to my first broomstick um i don't i don't know when you're supposed to get to that but literally i just started flying around and i haven't gotten there yet i'm almost 20 hours in and i have not gotten there yet to think I didn't think the game could have got any better as far as, you know, the other thing too, is I know a lot of people were like, Oh, well, you're going to have to be in class. You're going to have to do all these things and it's going to be real tedious. It's not, it's it not, all, it's all, it all makes sense and it all flows. And it's like you file and even to the filing out of class. It all just feels natural, but it also feels like there's so much more to be seen somewhere. Um, and then if you choose a direction, you can go that way, man. I, there are so many great things that I can say about this game and I don't want to like get into it too much. Cause I'll end up saying things that I probably <laughs> don't want to say or whatever the case, but, and then the fact that they even took the care to let you be able to be completely customizable from the beginning, yes. Although, you know, the characters, there's, there's a lot of character presets that they give you and everything. And I do wish it was a slightly, a little bit more customizable, but it's fine for what it is. The, there is something to me at least because i'm huge on customization where you just give me transmog up front where i'm literally allowed no matter what piece of gear that i get i can literally change it in whatever style that i want to look completely yep. representing my personal wizard throughout this hogwarts legacy that i'm experiencing um no pun intended but uh it's it's a beautiful experience thus far again only being about maybe 20 hours in um so far it's, it's it's my game in the year and it's only getting it's only getting if the game continues to get progressively better and again i'm i have to still be in the beginning of the game right i didn't just i know a lot of people may like oh it's me i heard it was a little short uh there is you can easily not mainstay this campaign this yep. story mode that they given you um and the only detractor for me is well one I'm excited to see if they end up making a second game because that's going to be crazy. But two, the possibilities to add on a multiplayer aspect to this mm. is completely endless. And I see it in everything that you do and everything. But uh, it's, a, it's a wonderful game. I can't recommend it enough. Again, um, that's kind of my thoughts on it. It's, it's something that from the first hour of the game, and again, if that doesn't do it for you, I don't know what will. Uh, but in the first hour, once you see that title screen, Hogwarts Legacy, um, the kid within me, my younger self, uh, would have been beyond the moon and back, man. I, I can't paint it any old other way. 
Well, I mean, listen, dude, that's you. I don't think I could have I could have framed it any better. Um, uh, to, you know, to your point, the customization is insane. Now, I I wish like for my character, like I have a mohawk in real life, right? I mm-hmm. on the on the design app, I was able to do like a, a, a mohawk. I couldn't do it in the game, so I was a little disappointed with that. But I got to tell you, um. One of the things that they do, and I found this out by I was telling the guys uh, right in, in the room right before we went uh, live. Um, when you find your gear, right, um, you put it on, and some of it is looks cool, right? You're like, oh, it looks really good. Some of it looks just ridiculous. You're like, my God, I, I'm I, I'm right. I was That's rocking true. these these dragon speckles that made me look like just an insane person, and I'm like, man, I really hate them, but. It, it, the, the the gear is so good i can't, i can't put regular glasses on mm-hmm. so accidentally i pressed the x button on a piece of gear and it brought me to this other screen and i said what did i do wait hold on a sec oh my god i can make them look like regular glasses or it even gives you the ability to hide the gear off of your character so like for instance i have like this a witch i have a witch hat that's incredibly powerful i don't want to rock a witch hat i'm sorry i just don't um and it allows you to not only change the style like i can get like you know like a like a like a uh you know a cap or i can just take it off my head but it's there uh it's those little things that make this game unbelievable. And like I said, I, I am literally, and Hargeet Chani's in the chat. Hold on. He's in love with the game also. Uh, in fact, you know what? Speaking of Super Chats, let me just catch up with um, with some of them. We had uh, this first Super Chat today comes the way of uh, Duty Paid. What's going on, brother? Thanks so much for the very generous £2 Super Chat. And he says, hey, boom and panel. Salute, my brother. Thank you so much for being here. We also have another super chat that came in from Kayasante, and he says this, folks, and he's not wrong. Volkswagen was invented by Hitler, which it was. It's like saying anyone driving that car today is a Nazi. Make that make sense. Thank you. Uh, that is phenomenal. Uh, Kingfish737, who's been a channel member for 12 months. Thank you so much for that. He says, hello, booming panel. I'm thankful for you and the panel. Uh, hold on a sec. Um, giving us a breakdown on the Microsoft deal and all things gaming. Hashtag gaming is for everyone. Thank you so much for the support, brother. And thank you for the comment. And Hargi Chani, who was a part of the conversation last night on Primetime Gaming. Well, he says, uh, two, Game of the Year games are ready. Hi-Fi Rush and Hogwarts and a year it, and the year is just beginning still have zelda star and starfield 2023 is uh is starting to uh, is starting awesome and you know what here's the thing real quick i know this is an xbox show but i would be remiss if i didn't bring this up to your attention i did it this morning it works go to nintendo.com type in the words game voucher okay a screen is going to pop up for you, okay? And it's going to say, for 100 bucks, you can pre-order any two of the games. One of those games is Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Two games for 100 bucks. any two games. I got oh. Pikmin 4, and I got Zelda uh, Tears of the Kingdom. Zelda Tears of the Kingdom is the first $70 uh, uh, game for Nintendo 
you can get it for 50 bucks if you buy the voucher. You have you don't have to use the voucher today. You can buy it, save it, you can gift it, whatever you want to do. $100 for two games and one of them is uh, you're able to pick Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. You're getting it for 20 bucks off. It's Nintendo's first $70 game and it's going to be massive. So definitely go and check that out. But Skullzy, Mr. RPG, Mr. Bethesda, uh, I'm interested to get your opinion on this because if there's one thing that I can take away from Hogwarts in my short time, and I say short because I'm about 20 hours in, I, I just, my problem, guys and gals, is like I was explaining to uh, uh, Skullzy and, uh, and, and Steel Rain, my microphone in front of me is my starting point if I'm in Hogwarts. And I see the light in front of me, my, my camera light, and it's right there, and it's, it's a straight path. My problem is that as I'm walking towards that light, something grabs my attention to the left. Mm-hmm. And then something grabs my attention to the right. And I find a story beat that's a side mission because there's there's, there are so many side missions that you can do. I just did one where um, a, a, a little troll had his carts stolen from him um it was jacked and he it was an encampment of other like really bad trolls and i had to get in there and uh unlock the gates so that the magical carts could get back to him and the first time i did it i got my ass handed to me because they are very powerful and i am not and i said okay i'm gonna come at this i snuck in the back way i jumped off a rock Jumped into the place, opened up the gate, and the carts went. And I got, I, I got all the achievement. I mean, the, uh, the, the uh, you know, the, the RPG points to, you know, to level up my character, and it was fantastic. Um, it's those kind of things, Skullzy, that we are normally used to in Bethesda games, right? Like, you know, the the the, the, the greatest draw for any Bethesda game is not the main mission. It is all of the side stuff that you can do that you can find. So you might find something that I'll never see. And that's the same thing with Hogwarts. It is at its core, the purest of pure RPGs. If you, this is a life stealer, Skullsy. Um, let's let's get your let's get your your, your thoughts on this. Uh, what, 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 where do you fall on what? Because Steel Rain knocked it out of the park. I mean, knocked it out of the park. How, how, what are your thoughts on so far of what you played? Yeah, so easily game of the year for me, and until <laughs> Starfield <laughs> comes out. <laughs> but no, it's you hit it right in the head. It's got those Bethesda vibes to where you almost can't focus on the main quest. You feel like you're doing a game a disservice if you do, because wherever you go, there's a conversation. There's something interesting down the hall. You want to go check out. I, I haven't had too much time to check it out yet. I'm only about five hours in and I, I picked it up to try it out and see how it is. And now I want to restart it because it's one of those games that, that's so immersive that it, you, it just draws you into it and you just want to be in this world for the rest of your waking hours basically so i'm probably going to restart it so i could activate immersion mode and the thing is this is might be a little bit of a surprise to some people i like harry potter but i've never been a huge fan of it and that's not mm-hmm. because i i don't like it it's because during mm-hmm. that time i was heavily engrossed in D and i was reading D books and everything else so <laughs> something else took my my priority exactly. uh my attention at the time but now this game makes me want to get more interested in the universe uh this a game like this is something i've been wanting for a 
a long time. A wizard RPG where you're in an academy. Um, my wife and I we've played a uh, Stardew Valley before, which it might mm-hmm. be silly, but you know I like the game. It's fun. Okay. It's chill. Game is fun, man. Game, no, it's, yeah. it's it's a really chill game. Uh, and there's a game like like Stardew that was going to come out that took place in a wizard academy. So I was looking forward to that game just because of that whole premise, right? This game takes that premise and expands upon it, and it's the wizard rpg where you create your own character you go to this academy it's got bully vibes it's got elden ring vibes it's got bethesda vibes it's got so much going for it and i never saw it coming i didn't think the game would be bad you know what i mean i didn't think it would flop but man i couldn't have predicted it would have been as good as good as this game is and it's it's just such a, a life stealer, like you guys have said that this is this game is probably going to be something people are talking about for a long time, and it's just the beginning. Because mm-hmm. as Steel Reina, I believe you said, multiplayer in this would work great as well in a sequel. Th- this is the foundation of a new system that I just want to see how it goes, and I'm happy to see the negativity isn't destroying it. You know what I mean? Because it, it deserves it deserves the attention. The developers gave it plenty of love, lots of blood, sweat, and tears into this to create such a moving immersive experience and i i'm just so excited to see how well that it's doing despite all the outside negative connotations but no i i love the game i'm gonna restart it because i it deserves my full immersion mode activation <laughs> for this and i just can't wait to jump into it uh even like I played it a couple of days ago, and since then I've just been thinking about it, thinking about it because I've been busy with doing some work stuff. So I'm, I'm, I'm invested. It's great, definite contender for game of the year, and I can't wait to see just who walks away with that title this year because we've got Hogwarts, it's- we have Starfield, we High Hi-Fi Rush. There's so many great games in 2023. It's only February. <laughs> it's yeah. barely February. The year is just beginning, and it's, it, it feels like we're on the precipice of a golden age for gaming and hogwarts is right there leading the charge so i agree with what everyone's saying it's definitely a good game i highly recommend you all pick it up even if you're not a fan of harry potter uh because like i said i wasn't a huge harry potter fan i love the movies and everything but i just didn't invest myself into the universe i, I might now just because of this game yeah no listen uh real quick i gotta shout out benji sales good friend of this program great friend of the community he just posted this uh, a couple hours ago uh hogwarts legacy just hit 1 million concurrent live viewers on twitch and the game is not even officially out it's out for people who bought the deluxe edition it is not out for someone that's just going to buy the regular edition that is bonkers uh the numbers the numbers that have gone into this again it, it is the highly highest selling um wb published game ever uh dude i mean that's it is uh it, according I, I'm, I'm trying to find a story from benji sales because he reported it okay yeah here we go um Hogwarts Legacy Early Access has passed an all-time Steam peak uh, and has beaten out uh, Fallout 4, uh, FYI. Hogwarts Legacy is now the number two highest-selling peak in history for a paid single-player-only game. The only thing that had uh, that has uh, that's ahead of it is Elden Ring, uh, and, uh, and 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 only it's only slightly behind Cyberpunk. Um, that is bonkers. Um, I mean, look, what what could you say? You you heard us all, uh, uh, you know, uh, get excited about the game. 
Uh, let me just catch up on some of the super chats. I did miss one from Jerome TJ. He dropped a very a, a generous two dollar super chat and says, "Good morning, Boom and Panel. Thank good morning to you as well." He dropped a second five dollar super chat and says, "You missed my super chat. I said hi, Boom and the panel. Hogwarts Legacy is a nine for him." Um, and Kirby, uh, Kirby Zero Louise, good friend of the program, drops a very generous five dollar super chat and says, "Hogwarts Legacy is the closest thing there is will be to a zero no." Uh, uh tusca tuscum tuscuma game i might ever get looking forward to it um i i don't know what the what the, what, the, what that word actually means but i'm probably saying it wrong but listen dude i'm glad thank you so much for the, the five dollar super chat and I'm, I'm glad you're gonna you're gonna enjoy it i think everyone is if you are i put it to this way you know, you you Scully, you 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 made my heart beat faster because you said the words D and D. Um, and for me, D and D was a big part of my life growing up. Um, my character's name was Achilles Savage, and that is my character's name right now in Hogwarts. Uh, I I I've I've kept that character close to the vest. Achilles Savage has been since D and D days, um, and it's. This is as pure an RPG as you could possibly want in your current life. Uh, I don't know how the F we're going to make a top 10. I have no freaking idea how we're going to, and I mean as a community, pick a game of the year. Like I, I, I think that, you know, again, we all, we all keep talking yeah. about 2007 being the most, the pinnacle, pinnacle year in gaming for new and fresh IP. Uh, you got Mass Effect. You got Halo 3 in the OG. You got Bioshock. You got Uncharted. It, it, just, it just was crazy how amazing 2007 was. And I'm really thinking just based... I mean, next week you got Atomic Heart, folks. That game looks bonkers good. Oh, my God. I, you know what the problem is? Forget the fact that I stream five days a week. Forget the fact that I have to maintain my household with Mrs. Boom, and I we have you know I have to make time for her, and we have our you know we watch our movies at night. Even without all of that, where the hell would you find the time to play all these games? It's it's my backlog is growing and growing, and, and it's scary. Look, Metroid Prime Remake is out, that and I'm really not freaking playing it. Like, oh my god, what is happening? Um, all I can say, folks, is that. Right now, gaming is at the best place we could possibly imagine. And like Scalzi just said, we just started February. It's it's crazy. But look, this is meant to be a 70-minute show. We had over 400 people show up. We hit two major milestone topics. I want to thank everyone that tuned in. If you're finding the channel for the first time, please consider subscribing. We are a few hundred away from 12K Love to hit that by the end of the month. The goal for us this year is to hit 15 by the end of 2023. Yes, it's a lofty goal. Do, do I think we're going to get it? I hope so. I sure do. Uh, again, I stream five days a week, five different panels, five different shows, all great content, all great conversations, and we don't use hate uh, to no. generate clicks. That is the biggest thing for us. We are bully-free here. We have Lethal Papa in the chat that keeps all of these knuckleheads out of that. He walks silently and carries a big stick. So shout out to Lethal Papa for being one of the best mods in the business. Let's get to the outros. 
And we're going to start first with Steel Rain. Sell Ow. your brand, brother. You guys are on the hunt for 1K. Yeah. They do an incredible show with Pong Soul Saturday mornings, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Four plus hours of content. Yeah. And you guys don't use scripts. You talk from your heart. You wear your heart on your sleeve. Sell it, brother. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, I want to say first off, please go ahead and hit that like button while you're still here listening and paying attention. But um, you can find me, I, Steel Rain, I, the T is a seven, Steel Rain, everywhere that has a search bar. It just makes it really easy just to type that in, um, whether it's Xbox, PC, PlayStation, whatever they give me a reason to invest. Um, but Or if it's just Living Split Screen or on the Twitter DMs, hit, me, hit us up. Um, but yes, Living Split Screen is going to be the main place every Saturday morning, 9 a.m. Central. 10 a.m. Eastern and 3 p.m. UK time. Um, it's a non-console centric platform, guys. Like we talk about everything going on with the industry. We take the RTS approach, uh, real-time strategy for those who aren't familiar. I hope you are. But you pull yourself <laughs> out of the world. You look at the darker crevices of the map. You pull those resources together so we can build up that foundation to reach the 3 billion gamers that Phil Spence always talks about, man. Um, again, it was just a great conversation to be had today. Uh, great to be able to talk about Hogwarts and many different facets, no matter how people feel about it. Again, um, I just get more and more impressed every time that I see more games just coming out just to be great games. It doesn't have to be a movie game. doesn't have to be this. doesn't have to be that. It's just a good game. Um, we're in the age of accessibility. That's exciting to see. And uh, let's see how things continue to play out within the industry, man. And y'all keep your heads on straight. Much love. Appreciate you. Uh, thank you so much for that, brother. And Scalzi TV, thanks again once. Uh, well, thanks once again for joining us, dropping your your RP RPG knowledge. And of course, I love to hear that you're enjoying Hogwarts as much as you would enjoy a Bethesda game. And we got a big one coming, hopefully sooner than later. Uh, it's going to be really hard to see. Uh, I know because of, of course you're Mr. Bethesda, but uh, as great as Hogwarts is. I, I it it has set the stage to what we are expecting from Starfield. Sell your brand, brother. Tell everyone where they can follow you on social media, but more importantly, subscribe to your YouTube channel where you get all of the hottest and sometimes secretive Bethesda news. Yep. Thank you. Thank you again for inviting me on here. Awesome panel. Nice to be on another show with you, Steel Rain. Always great opinions. Always great talk. Uh, make sure you follow him. Subscribe to everybody. All the awesome people that have been on the show. If you want to check my stuff out, I talk about a lot of Bethesda and RPG stuff over at YouTube.com slash Skullsy. I just put a video yesterday talking about when I think Starfield will come out and my opinions and all that stuff. Uh, you can follow me over on Twitter when it works uh, at Skullsy TV. <laughs> and lastly, uh, for those who are fans of RPGs and Bethesda games, I am working on a game called The Wayward Realms at Once Lost Games. We're trying to return a lot of the old school, in-depth stuff that RPGs used to have. It's going to be a massive open world RPG, so you can check us out at OnceLostGames.com as well. Thank you again for bringing me out. Awesome as always. Yeah, brother. Hey, listen, I cannot wait to get some more info on the game you're working on, because that is pretty dope. Uh, and I love the fact that you're working with uh, a team that are all ex-Bethesda guys and gals. That is freaking awesome. So shout out to you for that. And then once again, folks, I want to thank you for supporting the channel, both through your views, through your clicks, through your likes. Of course, a big shout out to all the Super Chats that come in. Those help out more than you know. Channel membership is a big, a big part of the show. And uh, we are incredibly thankful for all of that support. But before we get out of here, folks, I'm going to close out today's show, like I always do, with something that I was taught by my dad, who is my hero. 
Uh, he used to tell us all the time, he said, Craig, treat others how you want to be treated and also doesn't cost anything to be nice. You live by those rules, son. I can guarantee you, you're going to have an awesome day. So take care, everyone, and we'll see you next week on the newest episode of X-Vlog Live. <laughs>